Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This is episode 9 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. Today we're going to be looking at the Eagles matchup this week against the New York Jets. We are back. What a long week off. I'll take a Thursday night win any day. Uh, it was really nice to sit there on Sunday and just watch Red Zone and watch the Cowboys lose to the Saints with a backup quarterback. That was absolutely glorious. Uh, the fact that they had a chance to win at the end, too, and blew it, it was just mm, chef's kiss. They finally played a real team, and so we saw exactly who they are, and when they finally play the Eagles, we will uh, whoop that ass. Speaking of the Eagles this week, there was a trade with Atlanta. Not the trade we all thought it would be, but still. The Eagles traded for Duke Riley, a linebacker, and got a sixth-round pick. In return, we sent over Jonathan Cyprian, the safety, and a seventh-round pick. So basically what this was was a reshuffling of special teams. I think what probably happened is Atlanta approached us because they recently lost their safety, Keanu Neal, and they said, hey, you have four safeties. Can we please have one? And I'm sure the Eagles were like, well, we're going to lose our special teams contributor because I think Cyprian had played four snaps on defense, so we weren't really losing much there. Pretty good special teams ability, and we ended up moving up in this year's draft by one round. So you get rid of the seventh-round pick that we acquired for Deshaun Jackson, and you move that up one round. Not a major shakeup, just really switching around like I said, special teams, gunners, kickoff team, that kind of thing. And you raise your round in the 2020 draft from seventh to six. So overall, pretty tame trade, but I think a good one. Like I said, I think it was initiated by Atlanta. That's just Howie for you. You know, he's going to try to get as much value as he can. Someone who's our fourth string safety, I will take a six round pick all day long. Also in Eagles news for the Jets game this week, Ronald Darby is going to be out with his hamstring injury. Deshaun Jackson will not be playing. He still has that abdominal injury. Timmy Jernigan's still in his boot, so he won't be able to play. And Avante Maddox, after taking that hit from Andrew Sandejo last week, he won't be playing either. Sidney Jones is questionable, but Doug said today that he'll probably play, as well as Jason Peters. We're going to be down to Sidney Jones, Razul Douglas, and Craig James at cornerback. We recently signed Orlando Skandrick of Cowboys fame to play in the slot. So our quarterback group is pretty rough. Uh, Luckily, we're playing a Jets team this week that does not have much in the way of offensive firepower. Let's dive into this Jets offense a little bit deeper and take a look at some of their weapons or lack thereof. The Jets' offense this year has been absolutely brutal, really awful. They only have one touchdown pass in three games. They are 0-3. They average 131 yards passing and 65 rushing, and they average 11 points a game, which is obviously pretty terrible. Their quarterback, with Sam Darnold out this week, is Luke Falk. He has a 20.6 QBR so far this year, so killing it. <laughs> and uh, they have Le'Veon Bell, who they signed in the offseason to kind of be their workhorse back, and that's what he's been. They really try to rely on him to manufacture offense. However, through three games, he's only had 163 yards and only averaged three yards a carry. Despite signing a player of his caliber, because he's a great player, they don't have an offensive line that's anywhere near league average. In fact, I would say they're more towards the bottom half, maybe maybe even bottom five, they're really holding up the entire offense. The quarterback does not have time to throw. They've taken 13 sacks in three games, which is a crazy amount. 
and Le'Veon Bell has not had any holes to run through. No one on that offensive line is blocking or providing any way for him to really break free and find daylight. The Eagles defensive line should absolutely feast. I think that a game like this will cure what ails our pass rush and hopefully we'll start to accumulate some sacks in the stat sheet. This is a far inferior opponent, so there's no reason why Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham can't pin their ears back and get to Luke Falk and get some sacks in that stat sheet. Our secondary obviously has the weaknesses at cornerback, but the only thing that they really have in the passing game is Robbie Anderson, who is a below-average league starter. We have a quarterback who's a backup. Sam Darnold took a lot of first-team reps this week, but he has mono. His spleen is a little too large, so he's unable to play. Though we have a backup who hasn't gotten a lot of reps this week, a wide receiver core that if you're going to match up against this Eagles cornerback group, I would hope that we would play against because they don't have anyone who can really get too deep. And uh, a running back with an offensive line that can't block, so our defensive line will be able to hold there as well. The place where the Jets are actually a little dangerous is on defense. They have some decent players over there like Jamal Adams at safety, who I would take on the Eagles in a heartbeat. That guy's an absolute stud. I love the way that he plays. CJ Mosley of Baltimore Ravens fame. They signed him in the offseason to a big deal. He plays middle linebacker. And then Leonard Williams on the defensive front. They run a 3-4, so three defensive linemen, four linebacker defense. And so they rely a lot on their linebackers to manufacture pass rushing and plays. And that's not really what's happening. Happening. They're still giving up almost 300 passing yards a game and almost 100 rushing yards. So they're very middle of the road. 24 points per game on average is what they allow. So the Eagles have been above that every single game this year. So I would expect more of the same. And the thing that's really interesting is the Jets as a whole have scored four touchdowns this year. And three of those have come on defense. <laughs> Mosley, Adams, and one of their cornerbacks has returned interceptions for touchdowns. That gives you an idea of how the Jets' season's going so far. They've scored 16, 3, and 14 points in their games. So overall, the Jets are a 14.5 point underdog to the Eagles. I would say that that's fair. I don't see any reason why the Eagles couldn't absolutely put a pounding on the Jets this week, but... Typically, in the past, the Eagles have had trouble playing with inferior opponents. You know, I don't know whether it's preparation or they come into the game a little, oh, we got this, we don't need to try too hard. We've had some issues with playing down to our competition. So if you're going to be an elite team, if you're going to be someone coming off a big win against the Packers that you really want to get momentum going and find your way to 3-2, and two, we got to get out to a fast start. The worst thing you can do is let a team like the Jets hang around because the longer they hang around, the more confidence that they're going to get. And that's when some funky plays can happen because if you get an interception return for a touchdown, if you fumble the ball on the goal line, if you do some dumb things, that's going to give that team life and they're going to be like, oh, we can beat these guys. Let's do this. So it's going to be imperative that Carson continues to play the way that he has, which is apparently pro football focus ranked the quarterbacks this week. He is number one. And so with that MVP caliber season he's putting on, and we obviously found the running game last week, uh, I would like to see more of the same with that. And Alshon Jeffrey was a big boost to the offense as well. Throw the ball, get ahead, run the ball down their throat, take some time off the clock, don't give them any room to breathe. The Patriots did a great job this last week with the Jets. They got out to a big lead. If you're going to look at the recoveries of the injuries that we have going on in the secondary, if you're going to take a look at we don't have Deshaun Jackson, we're kind of relying on possession type receivers it's going to be important to take care of the football it's going to be important to score early come out of this three and two because this is the by far the easiest game that we have on our schedule for the next six weeks Seattle Seahawks we have the Patriots we have the Cowboys we have the Vikings we have all these teams that play much better football than the Jets take these easy ones while you can get this victory and we're not just going to let lesser teams hang around 
My prediction this week is an Eagles victory, 31-14. Zach Ertz gets two touchdowns, and Miles Sanders gets one as well. They're going to be playing at home. They're going to have a lot of confidence from the week before, and they're not going to let this game get out of hand. Come out of this game without any major injuries, and let's get into next week where we finally get a chance, hopefully, to get Deshaun Jackson back and see what this offense looks like at full capacity. I will be back on Monday to review this game. I'm sure it'll be a positive experience. (laughs) Hopefully we can count the touchdowns. But have a great weekend, enjoy the game, and I will see you soon. Fly, Eagles, fly! Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share this with an Eagles fan that you have in your life. This week's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash themissinglink, L-I-N-C, and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a free book, and start listening. It really is that easy. audibletrial.com slash themissinglink. I will see you guys on Monday.